0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.
1: This is Amanda Celine Miller, the voice of Boruto and Sailor Jupiter, and you are
0: listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live.
1: It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies and games, so come on and let's get it. Talk time, lie. anime comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it Talk time, lie. anime comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it Talk time, life. anime comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it Talk time, lie, started in the 80s with Matt Cross Dudes in the hood might've called that soft, But I carried that cross like Jesus did Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life and show love To all things that don't matter where y'all from And luckily there's a show called Talk Time Boobies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to so come on and let's get it talk time live anime, comics,
0: and gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk Tom live the prime show i'm your host xavier josiah i hope everybody's having a great week and we got some news to talk about as always but on the talk topic of this episode we're going to be reviewing sonic the hedgehog it's finally here we get a chance to talk about it did they do this movie justice there may be a reason that you want to stick around and listen to what I got to say about that because uh you know you heard about all the situations with the movie and um the redesigns and everything and did it work did it lead up to it we'll talk about that later on today but we got a lot of news going on and uh by the end of this episode i'll have some news to talk about because we got some people coming up soon three people coming up soon that's in the works so stay tuned for that as well but let's not waste any time let's find out what's new in the world of acmg
1: and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg
0: so i would believe let's start with possibly the biggest news of the week that everybody's talking about and that is the recent reveal of robert pattinson as the batman with suit on cape and cowl all on there was a teaser that was shown out recently and uh, of course you got social media mostly twitter that are making a big uh you know, giving their say on this and their own way. Twitter is just such a negative beast. I'm starting to realize why people are actually <laughs> jumping off of that. It is, it is an abyss of darkness that Twitter. Um, the young bucks, you know, AEW, uh, you know, vice executive vice presidents, the young bucks have recently detached themselves on Twitter. They're officially on, you know, IG only, Instagram, if you will. For those who don't know. Um, I believe I, you know, some of my Peloton trainers are strictly Instagram and Facebook because of the lack of, you know, positivity that's in there too. It's really I I've noticed this these things. I don't I'm not on Twitter as much too. I'm on Twitter strategically. You know, I'm on there like if I'm if I have a, an exclusive guest that I'm on and I want to put it out there and they're on Twitter and they want to, you know, retweet something. Otherwise, I can't get in with the bitterness that you know dwells in that in that outlet it, it it's there needs to be a major change in structure with how that you know deal is but i mean here we go again we have this and, and everybody wants to be a, be a comedian online too they want to get their five minutes of fame and get in and be a comedian online everybody wants to be a comedian it's it's insane um even and that goes for all social media but mostly twitter especially it's not just twitter but it's like everywhere but mostly twitter it's just like they they are like hyenas and hounds on, on that outlet but and if you're listening and you're doing it too yeah yes i'm talking about you but you know a re, the director of the new movie posted a camera test uh to vimeo which reveals the a red tinted view of pattinson in costume now take note that this footage is cropped and he's he's fading in, you know, from a, a blurred view, and he walks up to a, a I guess, to a a, uh, a stop point, which allows him to be cropped. You don't get to see the entire thing, and in, in general, you just see his jawline, which is like different from how the other suits are designed. And then you also see they also show him with the bat symbol in there as well. So. The shot only shows the upper section of the uh, suit and cr- uh, crops the ears, which I think everybody wants to see. And they were smartly to, smart uh, to do that because there are people who like the ears, you know, uh, shorter. And then there's some who like it a little bit longer. So everybody's guessing to wonder if which one is going to be And it, it. The name of the movie is called The Batman. So in, in, in the comics, the Batman, his ears are like really long. In there, and it's like the really old school way of doing it. Um, I believe the cartoon also had it that way as well. So that's leading into which one is that's gonna be based on from there. Uh it's been rumored and only rumored. There's no fact there's no fact to this. I've heard it when I was at the movie theater, and um a man who works at the movie theater was telling me that too, and then I also heard it online as well that people are saying that the bat symbol poses some significance as it is to be made from the original gun that killed his parents. Now if that's true that's kind of awesome I like what they did there and if you look at it it does kind of look like it was grafted and molded from a gun holster sorta kinda. So, It it has not been totally confirmed by the director or anybody who's working in the studios exclusively like an executive producer or whoever is or the writers or whatever. But that's that's been believed at the moment. Now, things could change and that news could have came up as we are talking right now. But as of right now, it's rumored. So we have that. So the social media reaction to this is that the funny part is there's a lot of people. I don't know. Somebody started this as and this became a running gag or joke. To everybody and now everybody's posting it like they're the first ones to post it which is another pretentious thing i hate about social media um is that compare they're comparing it to daredevil now there is some similarities in the sense of the jawline which if you remember from marvel's daredevil on netflix his jawline shows and the mask in the cow at best is like just not protecting his jawline so it's totally exposed and open most of batman's suits aren't exposed to the jawline it, it protects the jawline and most of it unless and just has the chin exposed um this one does not and i don't know if that was had anything to do or you know robert patton's uh perfect symmetry that they wanted to exploit on the and in, in, in the movie because uh I, I I don't know if you guys heard about this, but apparently scientists considered him, of all people, to be the most beautiful man in the world due to his symmetri- uh his symmetrical uh, shape of his uh, face and, and jawline and everything. Symmetry does create beauty. That is that is definite. Whether Robert Pattinson is scientifically considered the most beautiful man in the world is total bullshit. On a on a on a in a sense of there are so many so much more many more people in the world and not all of them are actors not all of them are even models you know there probably is somebody way better looking than him in the uh, out there like hell there's a guy and um uh, i watched the comedy american housewife and there's a kid in there who has a really good symmetry his own self like he could possibly play a future bruce wayne himself uh in fact he was the kid that played on um, girl meets world uh at one point and he's getting older and now he's starting to have this you know really big like disney hires all these kids that will eventually become like some some really attractive kids no matter what the, who they are or what you know they they they're not stupid as to who they picked in there um so it's I I totally disagree with him being the guy on that. But he is he is not a bad looking dude, but he does kind of play that gothic look, and which is why he was picked for uh Twilight. Whether he will be a good Bruce Banner. I'm, I'm sorry, not Bruce Banner, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Whether he will be a good Bruce Wayne, that's a whole nother thing. Um And I think also the thing that people are making fun of is the fact that they're the red tint that he's in and that didn't help them either because people immediately thought of daredevil i i've told people i told people too i'm like you know honestly if they if there was a green tent i guarantee you that joke would not fly it would not fly it didn't help them for to put in a red tent they could have put in a blue tent and that probably would have been like okay that's more batman phil uh because you know red is not totally associated with bruce wayne per se more terry um you know terry mcginnis is more connected to the red than anything but then uh if you would have made it green i'm like okay what he's greenlander now so i, I think the red tent didn't help them in a sense and it just immediately with the design of the cow just immediately had people think that it was you know a daredevil ripoff and his best so eh, not too much of a good start From a visual standpoint but again we've only seen a crop of this and i hate to hear people make a full prejudgment of something that we haven't even seen yet we've made so many mistakes of people doing that in the past and especially when it comes to batman of all things like do we never i can tell you this when it comes to movies and when it comes to comic book based movies we never learn we never learn. And the one lesson that we always keep repeating, patience. Some things aren't going to be good based on what we see. Like I, I Venom, definitely. Fantastic Four, the last Fantastic Four movie, definitely. But some things require patience before judging. Because we did the same thing in 1989 before the internet <laughs> before the freaking internet even remotely came in and became commercialized, we had something in the matter of Tim Burton's Batman. And the pick that Tim Burton came up with, of all people, was Michael Keaton, comedic actor, Mr. Mom, night shift, Michael Keaton. And before there was such a term called viral, people went crazy in a negative way before twitter about the idea that as great of an actor of a comedic actor michael keaton is how what the hell were they thinking of making him the cavalier swag dapper bruce playboy bruce wayne this is never gonna work we went to the we saw a trailer of this movie and people started to rethink what they were saying. We went to go to see the movie. We were blown away by the performance of of Michael Keaton. And to this day, we still label him as the greatest Batman and Bruce Wayne ever. He is still legendary to this day. Arguably the best that has ever uh, worn that cape and cow. The best that has ever portrayed Bruce Wayne to this day. And yet in 2020, we still have people prejudging. I still see comments that say garbage, trash. And you know what I hate about the one word comments on social media? Is that it to me... No, no, no total disrespect to people out there. But to me, when you have a one word description, I feel like that you can't, you can't articulate a more intelligent way of saying why you think this is garbage. I feel like when people, when some people do that, I feel like they just, it and, and don't like it's it's a one word thesis but it never describes there's no body of under of, of explanation or conclusion of why that they consider it garbage it's just that's what it is and, and we're supposed to just go by that and listen to that and they they truly think that we we respond to that and that's not the case i f- i really it really astounds me when i see people do that and they feel that they're giving constructive criticism or articulating themselves in a way that people will respect their that one word uh you know description it irks me it irks me tell us why you think it's garbage and in, uh, in nine chances out of ten when we ask people that they will not respond or they will come up with an even more simplistic response to it it's just a saying just for the sake of saying and that to me is damaging that to me damages the credibility of what somebody's trying to do and that to me pisses me off and i i at least let us see a little bit more into me that that video the screen pics that you see that that little like few like one minute less than one minute uh you know clip tells us nothing it is nothing more than a teaser it is nothing more than a teaser let's wait till we see a trailer at least to see like okay this looks like something enticing and 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 original and and exciting that I want to invest in before you do it like when I saw the Venom trailer I and me being a huge fan of Venom and loved his story the story of Venom original comic book story of Eddie Brock and his hatred for Peter Parker because Peter Parker exposed him for the fake news story that he did of Sin Eater and it, which led to Eddie Brock losing his job at the Daily Bugle and losing his everything and his hatred for Peter Parker began as he is in the damn church that shouldn't say damn church but as he's in the church And the symbiote that Peter Parker just freed himself from feels the hatred and assimilates himself to Eddie Brock. And they merged to Bond. And from that point, they have a vengeful agenda against Peter Parker, which leads to some of the best stories I have ever read from Spider-Man. One of my favorite stories and favorite stories enemies of Spider-Man is Eddie Brock and Venom the one guy that can actually scare Peter Parker that will keep Peter Parker from telling jokes that will freak Mary Jane out into therapy that was Eddie Brock and here we get this movie with a new storyline because they don't have the rights to use Spider-Man at the moment and they totally change it around they make him a protagonist which is not the nowhere near what you should not do with Eddie Brock with a monster like Venom like you couldn't have this is the part when I feel I question whether Sony the people at Sony are actually comic book heroes or actually just people grabbing a name and trying to make money off it thinking that just because it's spider-man or the world of spider-man that people are going to jump on it venom to me did not work and i watched that movie and i was so furious about it and i know there are people who settled for it i was not one of them i was not one of them i'm a huge fan of that morbius morbius may actually work a lot better I was a little bit down with that when I like where they were going with that and the fact the possible connection of Spider-Man because of their agreements and, and, and agendas there. But at least we got to see a trailer. At least we got we're enticed with the trailer. We didn't even get to see this one yet. So people need to slow down and chill the hell out. We make this mistake all the time. Sometimes it, it bothers me because I wonder why we haven't evolved in our society because of stuff like just simple stuff like this so in my opinion i can't make a total judgment on this because we haven't seen everything yet i've never watched anything that robert pattinson did i will never watch twilight i will never have a desire to watch twilight um and even if whether you loved him in twilight or hated him in twilight or hated him in any other thing sometimes it just takes one role to define one's career this can be the defining role that may skyrocket him throughout other things and when it comes to batman this has always been a make or break role for uh actors um like george clooney almost didn't survive doing batman he ate it almost killed his career and he admits that he did a bad job at that val kilmer we haven't really seen him in too much after after his role as Bruce Wayne, and I, and I always believed he was never a good Bruce Wayne or a Batman, it just didn't work. It did not work at all. Um, they tried to, you know, it, it and it also it, again, it really shows how really good Michael Keaton was at this role. That was a defining role for him, and from that point, he was just he just he skyrocketed from st- even to this day when he played Adrian Toomes on uh Far From Home and he played on Birdman i mean the dude is just awesome he has such range in his ability to act and i thought i think he's incredible he's incredible this this will probably be my first time ever seeing a movie involving robert pattinson and we'll see we'll see and i'm looking not through twilight eyes or any other movie that he's watched i'm looking from new eyes and how this guy is going to be able to portray it so we'll see but let's just wait until we at least see a trailer at least before we go off and make judgment, it's like prejudging like this is just making you look stupid. So let's chill for a bit and just, you know, let's see how this progresses. You know, things are progressing along and we'll just see from there. So, of course, when the time comes, then we'll judge it from there. So, let's move on to some other news that we got in this week. Aladdin, D- uh, Disney uh, is looking to make a sequel which will be which is in the works according to um entertainment weekly the company is working on a new film yet no word on whether the actors or director guy Ritchie will be on board for this version uh the film had mixed reviews including myself i actually didn't review the sh- uh movie on here but i recently seen it on disney plus because i didn't have a desire to see it in the theaters and there's a reason why i didn't have a desire a desire now i never got a chance to even finish watching the movie because i kind of drifted off and just seeing will smith sing at the beginning just kind of it was weird i don't know it's a philly thing i'm used to the brother just like rapping all the time but like it was weird to hear him not only sing try to sing in a musical but also try to you know i guess he was from well, i forgot um the middle east where they, i guess they were um located from and he just sounded like will smith he didn't he try to put in an accent or anything like that it was just it was so weird as to what they did with that movie but once you got it once the movie came and through it was a little better but i just never really finished it like lion king i did like and i'm still now after watching that i'm wondering like what was why was everybody bitching about that movie <laughs> Um, it was it was the big deal. Like they were just hating on Beyonce. Like she, her role, the, the the lines that she had on the movie were not that big. So it wasn't like it was terrible. It was uh, easy to pull off line in there, there. And I thought she did pretty well. It's not like what were you expecting from that? But the, I thought that movie was good. Aladdin, eh, eh. I could have do without. I, I still love the original. Um, I mean, now it was. It's not to say there was some some bad uh some good scenes in there i did like some things about the movie but overall i was like i could have did without it but um it was also announced that a spinoff to the movie will be uh, which will focus on uh billy uh Magnuson's uh character prince uh anders he did they did really focus on him a lot in that movie uh so that's going to be in the works now that announcement made some fans upset as the star of aladdin the actor um Mina Masoud, Masoud, I believe is, uh, is how you pronounce the name, uh, he revealed recently that he has yet to get an audition after the release of the live-action Disney movie. That's really interesting. I don't know if it was because of the lack of success from that movie or whatnot. I don't think, if, if anything that I can say about why I didn't like the movie, it wasn't because of him. It was just the overall thing. Like, he did, I felt that he did really well in his role. Why he's not getting any gigs after this, it's amazing, but... Through the people that I've had the chance to meet, um, you know, that are established actors that are con- consistently working, whether in commercials or TV shows or uh, anime or whatever like that. I hear all these stories. I mean, you can hear these stories on the interviews that I had with these with some of these actors. They tell it to you straight like it's not easy like not everybody is gonna get it easy once they do one or two movies or whatever like that they're not getting they're not riding around always in rolls royces or whatever like that but they make a good living once they get that mark once they hit that you know stride you know they they constantly make a good living doing it um by the way shout out to molly flanagan she recently uh did a commercial for state farm with chris paul in there it's awesome i don't know if you guys uh, will see it or have seen it but it's i love it she just she posted it on her um on her page and everything it is awesome i am looking forward to seeing this i hopefully she said it was going to hit the east coast but i hopefully it does it's a really uh good um commercial and chris paul really does acknowledge her and says molly as well so uh shout out to her on that on getting that gig it, it's, it's pretty awesome but again you know uh, as far as a like a new aladdin like where are you going from here where are you gonna go from here they already kind of killed off Jafar I guess um where else I mean granted that's not true because they could go anywhere with this I mean they did have a a Latin television series where they had different stories going on so it, I I guess you can still do something with it but the the idea is to does anybody really want to see an Latin sequel you know do we want to really keep this ball rolling here I feel like it should just be a one-and-done tribute to the original animated movie. And that's it. Um, cause I feel like I, and I figured that's what they were doing. They were they're gonna try to do with Disney movies what Marvel Studios has been doing. And I saw this. I really saw this coming here. So, uh, let's see what happens from this point from there. So, in other news, the new issue of Entertainment Weekly shows a deeper look into the new Wonder Woman 84 movie with gal Gadot and uh Diana Prince um gear and the kingdom come gold armor gear that to me looks so much like the golden cloth from Saint Seiya like if you're an anime fan and if you see this if you're a hardcore anime fan and an old school anime fan or an old school otaku from back in the day who watched Saint Seiya you know that Seiya and the in the crew and the bronze crew eventually get the golden cloth this looks so much like the Saint Seiya golden cloth to me that's the first thing I thought of and I did look at the I looked at the dates I, I actually looked at the dates of when she acquired the golden armor in the comics to when Saint Seiya came out Saint Seiya actually I believe came first so I don't know if the inspiration for the gold armor that she wears it may be from that but it it's just a it, it's a weird coincidence and they both kind of in that greco-roman astronomy type of thing you know type of you know mythology so i don't know who came first in that but it's weird but nonetheless it looks beautiful on Gail Godot. like gal Godot could do no wrong i love how much she is trained for this role and she's bulked up a bit and it looks much better on her um the, the golden armor looks fabulous in her. I am very much looking forward to this uh, movie when it comes out this year. And um, I think it'll do well. I think it'll do really well. Uh, everybody involved in the first film did a really great job. I like this because I feel like this will shy away from everything that's happened that they worked on on the first film. Because as much as I love the first film, if you look at that and look at uh captain america the first avenger there's a lot of similarities in that film to what they did with wonder woman so this time around there's going to be some different things going around we're going to get cheetah on air now uh and uh, tr- um there's going to be some other things going on in this movie and it's going to be based on the 80s so i am very much looking forward to that one as well and I'm, i can't wait till it comes out one of the highlights oh this is a um, female heroine year 2020 because we got also this and we also have um what is that black widow coming out which will be awesome too uh so i'm looking forward to it. I, I can't wait i i so can't wait for this so um now my last topic of this segment is my thoughts on the recently released castlevania season three trailer oh man i can't wait i love what they did with this trailer um they hyped it up really really well and it made it look uh very much uh, as epic as you could possibly make it uh so in the beginning it shows alucard uh which is dracula's son speaks of himself uh sophia uh and trevor killing dracula in around season two we see humans being raided uh and killed by uh, night creatures which is led by carmilla which if you remember when we talked about this on our few on our previous episodes um she's looking to be the main antagonist of this season so we're going to see how that uh goes and i i still don't know which game they're basing this on or whether this is going to be based on any of the games from there but the douchebag director (laughs) of it did say that it was going to be um it is going to be uh, sourced or based on one of the other games out there, so we'll see. Um, we also see what ha- what appears to be a new character, which we also talked about that uh, you know before that's in here as well. So that'll be interesting. I mean, it looks to his credit, he does he does a phenomenal job. I just hate the way he carries himself. It's so it's so pretentious. It's so stupid. Like he's he has a pro wrestling. Persona, and I'm like, dude, you, you don't do this. This is so stupid. Like, if he was just chill and and just do, and does what he do I'd be okay. But he, dude, he's got to be annoying. I and I've known people like him before. Uh, that not, I, I think, no, the people that I know that are kind of like him, they don't, he's this dude is taking it, took it, um, he's taking it to the extreme. It, it's just ridiculous. It's really dorky, too. Um, but. To his credit, he makes some really great. Uh, <laughs> he makes some really great uh, t- uh, TV series. He he's done Castlevania, amazing justice here. Uh, we also see the blade of Trevor's chain whip transform and evolve as well. So, season three will premiere on March fifth on Netflix. I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to it. I know it's going to be good. I'm also, if you guys remember talking about it, uh, the director also mentioned that he has the rights to use uh devil may cry so there will he claims that there will be a crossover between castlevania and devil may cry i'm looking forward to that as well i'm hoping that our good friend of talk time live uh reuben langdon will reprise the role and if he's not i will really hate this director for it because why not why wouldn't you use him in this movie so and if that happens rest assured ruben will be back and i will love to talk about him and and, and the experience that he may or could have in this either way i think i'll I'll ask him to come back on the show for for his fourth to talk about whether his experience on air or why he was not picked on air because we'll see we'll see how that goes so folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and review sonic the hedgehog Did it make it? Was all this redesign worth it all? We'll talk about that right after this. live.com talktimelive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktimelive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk, talk, Tom, live.
1: this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon and in the name of the moon you are listening to acmg presents talk Time live do it and now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready?
0: Fight! all right folks we are back with our talk topic of the week and it is my review of sonic the hedgehog uh this movie this movie almost almost did not make it (laughs) this movie almost bit the dust before it even came out and a lot of that was due to the design of sonic which again we talk about this with uh we just talk about this with batman it's like when you see a trailer then you kind of make a decision whether you are it's worth investing in we saw that trailer we saw the design of sonic and we were like hell no this guy this this looks like a monster in comparison it led to the uproar from social media the outcry of social media not just Twitter but Facebook but Instagram everywhere it just went crazy and it led to Paramount Pictures holding back and doing a whole redesign and this movie was was set to come out way earlier than it did it was not supposed to come out on Valentine's Day it was supposed to come out a little bit earlier than this but the redesign led to them coming out and doing it now or they it wasn't rather it was supposed to come out earlier or They said that they were still going to be able to make it on time and how they did that was by hiring tyson heese who was a major major factor of why this movie in my opinion was successful one of the major factors at that Um, i think that if not for his contribution of redesigning the cgi character design for sonic that we wouldn't have known how well Jim Carrey was in the movie, because we wouldn't have saw this movie at all. And they listened, and what we got was a hell of a contrast of what we had before. This Sonic looked every bit as what we wanted to see from a CGI lifelike supposed version of Sonic. And he did an amazing job. I think as much as I can say for the actors involved in this movie, I think Tyson Heath needs an enormous amount of credit for what he has done because without that design and without him putting the contributions of his talents into this film, we would not have even seen this film. Absolute truth. Now, <clears throat> as I say this, we got to redesign, so I am hoping that everybody, like myself, who bitched, cried, and moaned about them changing Sonic and the fact that they listened. I hope that you supported this film. I hope that you not only supported this film, but you enjoyed this film because there's a lot to enjoy from this film. But I think a lot of it has to do with just seeing how beautiful Sonic looked in this film and how they were able to make his design work and assimilate and and work with the real world situations that were going on and him you know with James Mauston uh, and those in the chemistry with them it worked insanely well he deserves a hell of a lot of credit and I hope they use him again for this it, it was just amazing it was a big uh, opportunity for him uh wasn't it was an impromptu type of situation for him and he managed to score a big deal here i mean credit to him for this i thought this movie was absolutely a lot of fun and a lot of it had to do with his work in there so and if those who don't know he uh tyson uh was is the artist of archie comics sonic um comic book series which i actually used to read from a time for at one point in time uh but he also is highly known for the sonic mania sequence Intro, uh, intro sequence that everybody has talked about when that movie when that game came out it's absolutely uh tremendous but he saved this film he absolutely saved this film i'm like as much as i can give credit to some of the actors including carrie in here we would not have seen this enough said so let's talk about this movie that at the end of the day when it was all said and done i came out i i now have to say this when I think i'm gonna say this now when i watch films and i review films that i have to have a general a a genuine reaction and having a genuine reaction means how i come in and immediately respond to what i'm seeing on film because a lot of it a lot of times we come in to films a lot of people go into films and they go into films and they watch it and they sometimes come in with an expectation and i think it kind of sabotages your understanding of what you need to see or how you should come off it if you're already coming in looking to hate the film if you're already coming in looking to like the film i think we should all as viewers as moviegoers, we should all just come in with an empty glass and see now some things you just can't help like if you go into a marvel film and how they do it you know you're going in for a ride you're expecting a ride so you're coming in looking forward to going in that roller coaster going up the hill slowly anticipating that downhill excitement and rush because they earned they earned that but coming into a new movie like this or you know anything that has never been you know tested before you got to come in with an empty glass some of it some of it you got to come in with an empty glass. So this was one of those films, like I did with Birds of Prey last week, that you got to come in with an empty glass and have a general, uh, a genuine reaction to how you come into the, you know, to film. Just like another film I'm going to be reviewing next week, which I'll talk about at the end of this show. So stay tuned for that. Um, So basically I came in with, okay, they really redesigned the, um, they redesigned the actual character and then the trailers started looking really good so I I was like uh, oh, I bitched about this enough they did what I asked I'm gonna pay my ticket I did I went in and I actually enjoyed it they did a really great job this will go down as probably maybe not the best video game translated movie ever but this is damn sure in the list of one of the good ones this goes down as really one of the good ones here. Uh, so I really appreciated what they have done. They put a lot of effort into this, the writing, in um, this, the directing, in this. Um, who directed this, by the way? Uh, this was by Jeff Fuller, who's worked on a lot of different CGI works as well. Uh, written by Patrick Casey, Josh Miller, um, and three more people, I believe, was in it too. Um, you know, it, it was just really well done. Uh, they, you could tell that when watching this and seeing the story go through that they cared about how well this came off and how well this was going to work and that they're fans of the actual game these were i feel like these are true fans of the game here um even james martin uh on good morning america at some point said that he used to love playing the game as well back then um and you could tell he was legit true to what he was saying so You have a lot of fans and that always helps out that always helps out in how well these uh these movies whether it's comic book or video game related you know plays in so that helped a lot so what they did and normally films like this when it has something to do with a beloved iconic character say the smurfs um if you go back into the 80s masters of the universe um and and now sonic what they have these little storylines this formulaic storyline where you have the character in their own world somehow gets teleported into our world in the real world and now things start to mix up now that has failed so many times now as much as people like masters of the universe back in the day i can't wait till they make a new one because the whole idea of them coming into the real world and all this stuff it was kind of just bs um i i I liked it but didn't like it at the same time. The Smurfs did the same thing and it had Neil Patrick Harris in there and a few other actors in there. I didn't like that at all. I didn't like the way they did it. The best Smurfs film that I felt that was that they, that was made was the all CGI one. I felt that was just so cl- uh, you know close to home with that one. They should have never did a live action version of the Smurfs. I, I hate when they do that. Um, they did the same thing for here but here it worked. They made it work here. Um, for a lot of reasons well one this is not the first time they did that and they I feel like that they kind of took from Sonic X if you guys remember the anime Sonic X it's Sonic and going in from his world into the real world so they kind of you know had this tested out before where it can work they did the same thing here but also really really kept it so close to the actual game there was a lot of game references in here for instance the real world town of green hill which is also the name of one of the stages in sonic so i like the fact that they did that they also did reference and show at the beginning of the movie the actual world which is exactly like the stages that we love so much in the sonic world and they made sense of that so um they pointed out a lot of great references they didn't they didn't like just try to suspend the the belief the uh the belief of our you know the fans the hardcore fans and they were in the theater hardcore fans in the theater that i went to now i was supposed to go into like the early my normal early like 12 o'clock early bird just to get in get out type of thing but that didn't happen because i was getting an aew wrestling (laughs) ticket that's for philadelphia in april so it was at the same time where i was supposed to go on my 12 o'clock so i couldn't make it so i ended up having to go to the 330 showing and there so yeah i ended up buying two tickets but what can you do so um i end up going and um, like to my misfortune or somewhat to my fortune i end up having to go when a lot of parents were coming in with kids so that kind of was like a thing and the kids were like there were some kids that were rowdy but not a big deal but i ended up liking the fact that the kids were there because this is a family film so you got the families who no doubt if you're if the parents in there that brought the kids to see this movie were also fans of the video game they've been fans for all the time we also had um you know people like myself who are fans of the game and couples that were fans of the game too i remember a, a couple that was sitting next to me had like i believe a shadow like uh, plush toy with them and they took pictures of it and all the stuff so they were actually it was packed full of families and kids and everything so I get to see the kids reaction to this. So you have a an entire different demographic here that I'm you know observing as I'm watching the movie as well. So i can tell you this the kids absolutely enjoyed this film as well as the parents um there were moments there were really funny moments in the film that everybody laughed at at the same time you know so it it did really work with everybody there i like the fact that he did that and there were some moments where the kids were really excited about so this to me was a major plus for them and i think a lot of that has to do with that design that familiar design that uh tyson he's really worked it along with certain actors in the film that really made it special as well so basically the story of this the story of the film is basically like based on the blockbuster game that sega created and it tells the story of um you know sonic and how everything began literally everything began from the time when he was a baby sonic and he showed the baby sonic which is a really good fan thing because people like the like in Sonic One, he's like kind of small and, and short and, and little with little uh steps, but then as the later you know games came on, they redesigned him, gave him longer legs. He kind of looked a little bit like he's growing up a bit. Um and then especially when he went into 3D. So he embraces uh a new home on Earth due to the fact that his his uh foster parent, I guess long by the name of Claw, which was I believe like a I think she was an owl, if I'm correct uh she was trying to protect him and they recognized that sonic was a hedgehog with this extraordinary ability of speed and she felt like if every anybody in her in that world knew about his his power that they would take they would try to you know take him which was the same premise of him going into earth so apparently this tribe found out that he was of him and they discovered him and long claw winded up uh you know trying to protect him only to be killed uh but she gave him a bunch of like golden rings art you know iconic gold rings that we see in the game all the time which is used to teleport him to anywhere that he thinks of and she sent him to earth and hopefully, that he could protect him. And she told him before he, uh, she left to, you know, keep running, keep hiding. You know, if you need to, if you get discovered, to teleport to another world immediately. So, um, this led him to leaving Earth. And unfortunately, it appears that she might have actually bit the dust. We don't know. We don't know what happened to her exactly, but that's what it came off like. So, we uh, then see him in, on Earth. And he for you know he he survives by you know creating his own cave home and uh in the midst of this he ends up uh discovering a cop named tom played by james marson and uh his who is also like a cop in green hill and it's like really quiet in this town and his aim is to pretty much try to get a a new gig as a cop in San Francisco where it is a little bit more action there because he's not really doing anything. He doesn't feel like he's being of any use in Green Hill. Uh and that in this little town. So but in the midst of this, Sonic has discovered him. He's discovered his wife uh who plays by Tika sumston uh who plays on uh mixed right now and I love that show which is the spin-off of uh Blackish so uh she plays rainbow pretty much and she goes by the name of um maddie wachowski in is and uh james is tom wachowski so they're married and they're trying to move and she's you know they're they're you know cute little couple married couple that has been ride or die for each other throughout this whole thing and so he's he's been accepted to go to san francisco as a cop uh in there and that's you know pending that he has a, a you know a clean background check so this leads to sonic actually interacting with them based on the fact that sonic discovered that how lonely he really was in the world and he only entertains himself and he was becoming really angry about it uh at the baseball field which led to him actually causing so much of an electrical charge within himself that he ended up creating a electromagnetic pulse which took out not only everything in the entire country or state but also satellites in space it was that deep this then led to the government looking into it and, and tracing that energy surge And it also led to the government hiring somebody that they didn't want to hire in dr robotnik played by jim carrey dr ivo robotnik and i haven't seen a jim carrey movie in so long and it it really is a testament of how legendary this man has been because he did not miss a beat jim carrey has acted like jim carrey for years no matter what role he's played He's playing one of the most iconic video game villains of all time and this man has redefined that character doing jim carrey he he was just nothing short of phenomenal so when when dr robotnik comes in he's supposed to be the smartest dude in the world but also the most arrogant dude in the world and he is has the ability of creating you know advanced tech that nobody's ever seen, and he's out to find Sonic. And you, and from this point, you know the rest. I mean, if you played any Sonic game, you know where to go with this. But this time, he's able to team up with Tom in order to do so. But by doing so, Robotnik becomes a little bit of a bully to Tom and try in search of Sonic. Who you know, those two end up finding each other. He tranquilizes him or whatnot, and but they he ends up hearing his story and. It just turns into a whole thing. Robotnik ends up turning Tom into a fugitive, and these guys are on the road, trying to get away from them, but also find, you know, trying to find the rings that Sonic lost in San Francisco. Because upon when he tranquilized him, he wind up, you know, using one of the rings and end up going to San Francisco. He was about to go to San Francisco, but ended up passing out, and the rings dropped in a actual in a building in san francisco so they they're on a trail to look for the ring so he could get out of there and go to the mushroom kingdom <laughs> or the mushroom i'm sorry not the mushroom kingdom the mushroom world uh quote unquote that he did not want to go to so um this leads into to all a whole bunch of chases and everything and and you know from this point this is a great part about the movie because you see every bit of characteristic that you see from a sonic video game you know uh any all these different type of vehicles that uh Robotnik is using to try to get Sonic. Sonic is fighting them off and I thought that they did a really well really well um good uh, very good job uh capturing those moments that you are recognized from the video game. So it was like it was like watching live action boss moments in the game. Um playing in different occasions because that's the thing. It's like you beat one of his you know his uh contraptions and he moves on you foil his uh discovery and then he goes back again comes back with something else and you know all through the thing so there there were a lot of great great moments in this that really put in some characteristics in this game um i want to talk about some of the actors in this uh that i really enjoyed here that that really stood out did a really great job ben schwartz who uh was the voice of sonic the hedgehog this time around i think this was his first time playing as sonic um the guy who normally plays sonic i forgot his name um i'm surprised they didn't get him the guy who plays sonic in all the games and in the animes and all the stuff um they didn't pick him i don't know why but um this guy note on i i am imdb side note he is credited to play in a series called modok yes i'm talking if you're a marvel fan yes that modok there i didn't know that they were coming out with a modok series uh, that he's going to be starring in and it's coming out this year apparently so stay tuned for that but he's playing in a lot of other um films he's leonardo on uh rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles which is that recent one he's in bojack horseman he plays dewey duck and DuckTales. so he's he's been in the game for quite some time he's constantly in you know and doing voice uh gigs in air so he he was the one that was rewarded with playing sonic and i thought he did a really well job uh every bit of characteristics that you've seen from sonic whether in a video game or other anime or cartoons or whatever like that was there and they even brought up the chili dog thing too i thought that was awesome so a little shout out to that one uh tika sumter i really I always loved um this um actress uh she played on um uh what is that ride along one and two with uh kevin hart she also plays on uh like i said mixed as well she's a really beautiful talented actress and she played tom's uh wife here she did really well here as well uh shout out to her um but then jim carrey kind of stole the show sonic was one thing but his play off of jim carrey and their two playing off of each other it was phenomenal jim carrey i think also deserves just as much credit for this film as tyson he's was uh you know tyson helped create a, a phenomenal looking sonic ben schwartz played off of that sonic but you for every good protagonist has to have a greater antagonist and jim carrey played this up like i said he redefined what we think of um, of ivo robotnik he redefined this character in here he really stole the show he was hilarious every single time he was in here it was just it was vintage Jim Carrey man I love it James Marston also I know he's playing in other things he's played on a notebook and he's played in other things but like dude he's always Cyclops to me <laughs> and I also loved him in uh, Anchorman 2 as well but he did really good playing uh, as Sonic's best friend Tom in here as well uh Lee M- Madhub if i'm correcting as agent stone who was like hey, dr robotnik if you ever watch any of the cartoons or anime dr robotnik always has a assistant or side person so they kept that with him on this and agent stone was his guy and he played off of the robotnik as well in here uh they did a really great job in here um everybody else i think they were my they were the biggest oh um i do got to give a shout out to the girl jojo who played by melanie um no i believe it is nyman or newman just spelled differently um i thought for the short time that she was on the film she did really well she played a very significant scene in this film as well so talking about favorite moments here just first of all seeing the sega logo appear in the beginning of this movie in a big budgeted movie like this and showing all of the marquee games that they made over the years leading to this movie i thought it was awesome i thought it was awesome to see sega has had such a road uh dating back to the days of the master system and you know leading to the last days of the dreamcast i and, and now they're just publishing and now they're doing movies i thought i thought it was a really a testament of their longevity Uh, that they've gone through and the fact that they were still able to make sonic as iconic of a figure and a legendary figure and i think nintendo has a lot to do with that as well i think uh nintendo was a big help in keeping the relevancy of sonic alive having him join up with uh mario and being recognized as a top name in in video game history uh and being a part of the smash brothers games as well i think nintendo has a lot to do with that as well keeping sega alive and is in the way that they have with sonic as well so i mean but just to see it it's just it's really great because i love sega i've always loved sega uh through years a lot of their games i still play um but I, i it's well deserved well deserved um also the beginning where we get to see the game world i love that too reminded me of um transformers bumblebee when we got to see cybertron and all of the uh g1 transformers and everything and optimus and g1 you know character design that it reminded me of that not as long as that scene on there but just still as good and it told a somewhat good origin story of how sonic you know led to where sonic is going to become you know it was a great beginning of that uh seeing baby sonic as well was really cool <laughs> excuse me i love sonic uh making the pot shot reference i i believe it was i believe it was if i if you're a gamer and you're in a theater and you heard him saying that he doesn't want to live in a world full of mushrooms the first thing that comes to your mind is like that's a pot shot at uh, a little gag shot at mario uh from there because like he lives in a world of mushrooms i mean come on so um long claw sacrificing herself to save sonic was really uh it's a touching scene it's a really touching scene but also the explanation of the gold rings and the introduction of the gold rings as well was really well told and well uh played in here um there were also two really funny funny moments here as sonic uh did two spoofs that reference quicksilver the mutant quicksilver uh speed sequences from the x-men films in here where everything slows down but sonic is every doing everything and he's just um, changing the uh movement the placements of everybody and everything to you know to gain advantage or anything they did that twice in the movie so uh and both times were good it wasn't overly it didn't felt like it was overdone um and it was just well played and well timed and uh well placed in here um i mentioned the uh little girl uh jojo played by melody uh who like i said this was a very interesting significant moment because in in the month of february which is black history month we have a little girl a little uh, african American girl playing um is responsible for giving sonic his iconic red shoes this little girl in some geek type of way, gamer way, made Black History by she. This is supposed to be canon. She's the one responsible for giving him the red shoes. Much power to Sega for that, or Jeff Fuller for doing that. I I, I felt like that was a that was heavily uh, significant, and that they showed that, and it was like okay, that's awesome. A hey, hey, we got a black girl, a little black girl, giving the shoes to Sonic. I felt that was kind of in a sense in the same way like we saw sam wilson get the the uh captain america shield i felt like that was a thing that was like a great little wink wink thing for me i was like okay that's awesome they brought some some great um attention to that little scene there so uh also sonic calling robotnik Eggman. so uh, i i really i literally saw people in the theater really uh get off on them saying that you know because he's dr eggman in japan so i really thought that that was a really nice touch and still being able to call him robotic so uh any just like i said anything that jim carrey has done was priceless in this i thought it was just he just phenomenal i he he made he really helped make this film really great and a great crazy intactness it was a great scene too seeing him um you know play his playlist as he was getting ready to you know go after sonic and uh agent stone just pops up out of nowhere with his latte or whatever like that such a great scene it's just great chemistry all around in this show um but then you know we saw we saw the movie in and we wondered i was this close to leaving if i left any earlier i would have missed out on both of these in credit scenes the first in credit scene we find Robotnik is like I guess time has gone by he has shaved his entire head and his mustaches grow out so now he officially looks just like the Dr. Eggman or Robotnik that we all know and love so we have that going on here and then so and then he says he he will absolutely calculate that he will be back a year from now I guess that's hinting that there will be a sequel not really sure that because i if I remember correctly, they I there were reports or words that saying that they fired the entire studio of that made Sonic the Hedgehog. So, I don't know. I don't know what's happening here, but the second credit scene definitely told us that there is going to be another movie because we see somebody um coming out of the ring to, uh, teleported from the ring. They only showed the bottom of it and you see a pair of sneaks and then, as the and then furthermore, as it as the camera rises, we see orange legs. And by that point, people knew, and people in the theater, in my theater, were starting to get really excited. And lo and behold, as the camera moves up, we discover that is none other than Tails. And I'm not joking. There were people, there were adults that were getting excited, but the kids in there who absolutely knew who this this character was went crazy. <laughs> in the theater for this at the same way that adults went adult comic book fans went goes crazy when seeing thanos in the first avengers movie i was i i thought it was such a great thing to witness in the theater i i absolutely enjoyed seeing that and the kids go crazy to me when i saw that when i saw that i i, I realized two things when i saw the kids going um really getting getting extremely excited for seeing tales there one, it said how well they enjoyed the movie. Two, how well they're looking forward to seeing a second movie by seeing the tales there and, and leading into like there's another movie coming. So I hope that this had the same reaction on every theater that this played because Sonic was a success in my book. This whole entire thing was a success to me. Um, I enjoyed it, I absolutely enjoyed this movie. Um I felt all of the efforts that they went into pulling into this movie was worth it. I thought and by the way, Neil McDonough was in the movie briefly in here. Uh, and also playing off of Jim Carrey as well. I thought it was hilarious that what they did there. But and take note, all, one last scene I do like when um when they got when they uh they somehow got rid of uh Robotnik that the government came in and it was about to give them what they thought was a check, but it was a It was a $50 gift card to Olive Garden, which was kind of like, oh, that's shady as hell. But I thought it was hilarious. Um, They I I thought everybody from the actors, the actors had great chemistry. Uh, Jim Carrey was just ridiculous and can gel with virtually anybody. Um, You had great character design. The story was so. They managed to make the stories. The story, even though it was done in the real world, it was still still. It had all of the formulaic elements of the video game, and they brought it to this. And I felt that it all was so well done, and really well done. And he told a really good story of Sonic wanting to be with family, which they did kind of make reference to the um, (laughs) the Fast and the Furious uh, reference with Dom saying that as well. but i thought it told a really heartwarming story of sonic wanting to be with family and not wanting to be alone and tom struggling to want to be valued and to do something worthwhile as a cop so uh it all it all went well i thought from start to finish i genuinely enjoyed what i saw so is this the best video game movie i've ever seen no but i can definitely say this was a very solid movie based on a beloved video game i thought they did tremendously well they took care of this they took care of this really well and they listened to the fans they from start to finish if you have not seen sonic the hedgehog and you are a fan of this game series you owe it to yourself to go out there and you need to support this film this they worked really hard they worked hard to make sure that they meet met the demands of us fans and they did so if you if you're one of the few like myself who bitched about the design it's one thing like if you're gonna bitch about it be about it go out there and support this film put this film on the map and allow them to make another film because i definitely absolutely want to see another film i i I absolutely do man it it was it it was absolutely awesome so um if i'm going to give this a grade i would give this honestly i want to say a solid b but in hindsight i think because of the extra efforts of tyson heath and the performance of jim carrey and how ben schwartz you know performance of sonic played off i'm going to say a b plus I'm gonna say a B plus for this. This absolutely, I felt like this is not only worth seeing in the theater. This is also worth seeing on DVD when it arrives, or digital, or however you're going to see it when it comes out. It's worth it. If you're a video game fan, you should be very happy of the efforts that were put into this game. So I give it a B+. Not the greatest thing that I saw in the world, but there was a lot of great excitement in here. This is the start of something really well done. And again, the reaction from my, the genuine reaction to myself and the reaction of the theater and the people and the family and, and the fans that were in there, all were great all in unison we're great coming in and out there so go out of your way check out sonic the hedgehog folks that will do it for this episode of acmg presents talk time live now next week i just discovered something thanks to one raheem jarbo aka megaran he announced that a movie done by wb japan has come out in the form of one of our beloved animes JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable actually came out with a live action movie. I had no idea that they were doing this. And I was one of the people when I first saw JoJo's Bizarre Adventure not Diamond is Unbreakable, but the original JoJo with, jo- with the Joestar family versus Dio in Egypt. The OVA that came out years ago. I was like, "They there is a chance that you could make this into a movie." It's bizarre as hell, but if you get the right person to make this movie this can actually work wb japan warner brothers japan have had to me some great successes uh with they had i don't want to say great success they had uh, some success with full metal alchemist wasn't the best but it was it was it was solid because it was kind of a condensed version of it so i think just the storytelling was a little bit off on that bleach i absolutely did love how they did that also they kind of condensed it but i hopefully they'll come out with a sequel uh kentama was also well done to me uh as well visually all of these films were done well now they did jojo's bizarre adventure diamond is unbreakable i don't know why they did that one in particular maybe it's because they couldn't fly to egypt to go there and they didn't want a budget to go to egypt to do the one with dio but uh this one uh i'd like to jojo uh the, the Diamond is unbreakable storyline i thought it was really great so this is chapter one so they're hinting that there will be a chapter two and three and this will lead into that mass you know serial killer or whatever that comes in hopefully um but we're going to talk about that next week that's going to be the review of that but what the reason why i mentioned mega name is because he mentioned that he has a song a track in this film that um they put in there and in fact i did see some of the movie he his voice his his song with him rapping on there is in the beginning of a movie in japan dude he keeps he's mr milestone i think he should really consider himself mr milestone at this point because that's all he keeps doing so um not only that you'll hear some of the actual uh music from it because he gave me a clip of the the of the music from there that you'll be hearing next week and it's it's really hardcore badass like i i really like what he did he said and he told me that he did a really quick clip that they asked him to do a clip bar and uh, some music to it he he did something that was almost to me it felt very similar to pete uh, puff daddy's and and um it, it has that it has that epic feel of victory that uh, puff daddy and biggie did it has that feel and it, it, it actually plays out as jojo's actual you know theme throughout the um show throughout the movie as well so um yeah we're going to talk about that next week see how i felt about that were they able to pull off jojo's bizarre adventure as crazy as that uh, film is and it's based on a diamond is unbreakable movie so we're going to talk about that next week so stay tuned for that um also this week has been very interesting last couple weeks has been very interesting uh we got three exclusives in the works right now that are coming two returning guests and I don't want to say exactly until it's officially locked, but they did say that they were want to come on the show. So I want to make sure that they get on this show because there's when it comes to scheduling everything, it really plays a factor. So I do I mean the works of having two returning guests come on to so the show. Really, really good. One artist, one writer that has been on the show uh, before. And then one brand new guest. And this one to me is a big one. This one I've been a fan of, and if you're listening to this, you're a fan of too, and you've seen him before. If you're in an ACMG group, you know who it is, because uh, I've already put out, because he, we, we uh, this was based on a Twitter type of situation. When this locks in, I'll talk about that further, but I want to make sure that this gets locked in as much as possible. I'll stay on to that, but he also has agreed to be on, and I'm waiting for this because i am waiting to pick the brain of this new guest coming soon so stay tuned for all that and much more but we got some things in the works coming on uh here at talk time live we don't disappoint and we will never disappoint so thank you guys so so much again please check us out we are everywhere from (laughs) from spotify we're in pocket cast now we are on stitcher iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, you name it, we are there uh, You could just everywhere you want to be and of course TalkTimeLive.com where you can listen to every episode and our exclusive interviews on the exclusive page or you can type in TalkTimeLive.com forward slash exclusive uh, you can also check uh, me out on Instagram, uh, you can check me out at Dexavier underscore Josiah you can also follow our ACMG Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash acmg1 you have to do you have to answer all the questions that are asked in order to be approved and uh to be a part of the group you also have to be a part of uh you have to be 18 or older you have to have a legit profile we we like every facebook group out there we screen out everybody for the protection of the members there and you have to be ready to be social and be friend friendly with others and enjoy all the things that we enjoy there so you know if you're willing to do that and please i am not letting anybody in who is in 500 groups or multiple like hundreds like there's no reason why anybody should be in hundreds of groups okay so just take note of that i am very wary of people who are in hundreds of groups because they're rather solicit soliciting promotional material and that means that they have no intention of socializing do believe that we know who you are and we do react to that we're not letting everybody in so take note of that you have to be a genuine person who's looking to be a part of a group and looking to have friends because that's the way social media needs to be or a social online experience needs to be i hate to add the media part in this because it really i think that takes away from the integrity of social media so just consider that and i you know if you want to join us great you'll all, you, you'll learn that we're a group that is really a significant and special group in there so as well so folks that will do it on behalf of myself this is Dex Xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out there folks have a great week And stay tuned for Select Start because we'll be having that back as well with some new stuff to talk about and maybe something to review as well. Take care. for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.